Section 20 of the American Bee Journal, Volume 17, Number 11, March 1881. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jennifer Painter. The American Bee Journal, Volume 17, Number 11, March 1881. By various selections from our letter box part four gone back on him i had thirty colonies of bees most of them italians last fall in langstroth hives packed in this way the ends of my hives are double walled and the sides are made double in winter by the use of division boards in place of two frames leaving but eight frames I then use a crate made of laths, which sets down around the hive, so as to leave a space of about eight inches for packing between it and the hive on the sides and back end. This space I fill with a packing of fine straw and leaves mixed, and packed hard when just a little damp. Then strips of board are fitted so as to protect the top of the straw from rain or snow. Next a blanket over the frames, and six inches of chaff over that protected by the cap, in which are openings so as to give free circulation of air above the chaff. The entrance is kept open enough for a good supply of air. In this way I have heretofore had good success in wintering on summer stands, but this winter it has gone back on me. Until last Saturday, the 5th inst, there has been no day warm enough for bees to fly for some months. Many did come out, even on the coldest days, but of course could live but a few moments out of the hive. I let them entirely alone, except to see that the entrances were free, until day before yesterday, when it was warm enough for bees to fly. I looked them over, and found only twelve of them alive. Only four of these are in good condition. The others are weak, and the hives a good deal soiled. Now what puzzles me is this. They were all, apparently, very nearly alike last October, and now four of them are in perfect condition, while all the others were bad. Now why the four exceptions out of thirty? I am glad for them, but would like to understand the reason. Can you tell us, Mr. Editor? They have evidently not been cold, and have had plenty of honey. In the dead ones I examined, I find brood in a hatching state, with half or more of the cells empty, indicating that young bees had hatched. I attribute the disaster to long confinement. But why the four exceptions? I say amen to all the compliments you publish from your subscribers for the Bee Journal. D. K. Boutel, Lake City, Minnesota, March the 7th, 1881. Probably during some of the milder days of winter, the bees became scattered in their hives. The weather suddenly changed, and they perished before they could form their cluster on honey, and thus starved. Editor. From Florida. The Bee Journal is at hand. We do not know how we could do without it. The past has been a very good honey season here. We have 255 colonies of bees in Langstroth hives. Some are Italians. We like them as honey gatherers, 
but they are crosser than our natives. We obtained 850 gallons honey and 500 pounds wax. The latter we obtained from about 90 hives, which we transferred. We think apiculture will pay here with good management. We extracted from one colony 32 Langstroth frames well filled with honey. Our apiary is located on a gum swamp five or six miles wide and 15 or 20 miles long, which is our main honey source and blooms from April the 15th till May the 15th. We also have many other honey producing flowers. We have a vine which grows in the swamps and yields a great deal of amber colored honey. We enclose a sprig. Please give the name. Alderman and Roberts. Wewachika, Florida. The vine you send is commonly known as snow vine and is quite abundant in several of the southern states. Editor. Bee feeding. I have thus far used the bag feeder of our friend Professor Cook with this addition. I have a long tin tube shaped like the handle to a water dipper, long enough to reach through the bag of chaff and empty into the bag. Then, with the aid of a funnel, I can daily place the warm food within reach of the bees without disturbing them or letting out the heat, so precious in early spring to a depleted colony. I've never tried the professor's perfection, thought I saw objections to it. If any of our more experienced beekeepers have devised a better way, please tell me through our journal, EMR, Flint, Michigan, March the 4th, 1881. Introduced a queen. Bad luck to bees in this valley of the Ohio, of 32 colonies in Langstroth hives, 18 now remain, and the fourth day of March a perfect blizzard all day, so I fear I will lose more from spring dwindling. I found, one day in February, all the bees dead but two, and the queen nearly gone in one hive, but plenty of honey. I had a queenless colony, and laid these three bees on the frames to see if they would come to life. They became warm and crept down among the bees. The next warm spell I looked and the yellow queen was safe among the black bees. A novel way to introduce a queen in February. G. W. Ashby, Valley Station, Kentucky, March the 5th, 1881. Loss, 88%. The loss of bees in Wayne and Randolph counties is heavy, about 88%. Our bees had a fly, Feb 26, the first for 111 days. We have reports from 1,400 colonies, November count, and March the 1st finds them all dead but 171. The Italians have come through better than the blacks. Those packed in chaff on summer stands have wintered better than any other mode in this locality. There is a great call for bees here by parties that are wanting to start again. Our loss is four out of 15 colonies, all in chaff hives. M.G. Reynolds, Williamsburg, Indiana, March the 7th, 1881. First year's experience. Bees done poorly here last season. There was an abundance of bloom, but too much rain. I sowed one acre of buckwheat. While this lasted, my bees stored more honey than at any other time in the season. 
I think it an excellent honey plant. Pumpkin blossoms yield considerable honey. Would it pay to plant them all over a field of corn? My bees are packed in chaff, and they are all in good condition at present. They have not had a flight since the 1st of November. Success to the weekly bee journal. I like it better than the monthly. William Hagen, Holly, Michigan, January the 18th, 1881. Pumpkin blossoms yield a rich but strongly flavoured honey. We think the pumpkins would be remunerative for their cultivation to feed to stock and that the honey obtained from the blossoms would be a net profit. Editor. Summer a long way off. This winter has been, so far, the most severe known for many years in this part of the state. Snowstorm has followed snowstorm and cold spell has followed cold spell. Until now there is more snow on the ground than we have had altogether for six or seven years. And the poor bees, how have they fared through all the snow and cold? Badly, I fear, from the reports I hear every few days. But so far as heard from, where they were properly cared for, either in cellar or on summer stands, they are doing quite well. But summer is a long way off. Harry G. Burnett, Blairstown, Iowa, March the 5th. 1881. A little discouraged. I am a little discouraged this spring. I put 54 colonies into winter quarters last fall and now have but 23 and some of them are weak. Those in my bee house suffered the worst. I had 20 colonies on the summer stands packed with cut straw and lost six of them by dysentery and starvation. If bees are strong in numbers and have plenty of honey, I can see that there is no danger of loss. Last season it was so dry here that the white clover dried up and the bees could get but little honey and what they did gather was very dark. I am glad to receive the bee journal weekly now. The news comes and seems so fresh. I hope it will be well supported. J. W. Reiki Montclair New Jersey, March the 6th, 1881. Why did they die? Last fall, I put my bees into a dry cellar. Some of them had 75 pounds of honey, and in four or five weeks, there were many dead bees. I cleaned them up, but in a few weeks more, they all died. What was the cause of this? Over 80% of all the bees in this vicinity are dead. R. L. Holman Springfield, Ohio, February the 19th, 1881. Your colonies were strong, had a large quantity of honey, and the cellar was too warm. They commenced breeding, became uneasy, and left their hives from disquietude. Editor. Wintered without loss. I packed 41 colonies, and they are now all living and nearly all appear to be in good condition. My bees are flying today. Many beekeepers in this country have lost heavily and are much disheartened. I hope to be able to make a good showing when I report again, say about May the 1st. J. J. Rowe, Buchanan, Michigan, March the 9th, 1881. End of section 20